Uber is reviewing how it treats thousands of drivers in the United Kingdom after a ruling from the Supreme Court in that country last week upheld a ruling uh, that they would be classified as workers and not independent contractors. The unanimous decision would deliver a a major blow to uh, Uber's business model in one of their most important markets. It also opens the door to uh, drivers to claim the minimum wage and uh, paid time off. The decision, obviously an important one for uh, Uber drivers everywhere, including Uber drivers in this province. Uber is currently facing a class action lawsuit in Ontario It seeks to have drivers classified as employees rather than contractors. It seeks $200 million in compensation and $200 million in punitive damages on behalf of the tens of thousands of Ontario residents who have uh, driven for Uber uh, since 2012. To talk about this, we are joined by employment lawyer Lior Samfiro. He's a uh, at uh, Samfiro Tumarkin LLP. He also represents Uber drivers in class actions uh, lawsuits uh, filed against Uber in Ontario. Uh, so uh, certainly the person to talk to on this, uh, uh, Lior. Appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. What was your reaction to the decision in the UK last week? You know, it was one of those uh, it's about time uh, reactions. It was not one of surprise in that we believe that that is the only logical and reasonable decision that a court can reach uh, in this matter. Uh, It's simply one of those things where the reality on the ground dictates that the drivers are not, in fact, independent contractors. They're employees. And what the court in uh, the U.K. said, it comes down to control. Uber controls what these drivers do. It controls where they go, who they pick up, how much they get paid, the routes they take, whether they, uh, they get bonuses or not, whether they get penalized or not. All of that is under Uber's control. And because of that, you can't say that these individuals are, in fact, in business for themselves. They're not independent contractors. So I, I applaud that decision, and I do believe that ultimately the court here will reach a similar decision. I mean, how big of a difference is this for Uber between you know someone being an employee as opposed to an independent contractor? Well, the fight, uh, the fact that Uber is fighting this so hard all over the world, I mean, really to the death almost, uh, tells you that it is in fact a big deal. As employees, individuals have significant rights. You mentioned a few of them, minimum wage, vacation pay, but there's also overtime and termination pay and severance. And Uber is going to have to reconfigure its model to abide with, by these laws. But really, Uber, the way it's operating, it's been trying to have its cake and eat it too. It's been trying to control everything the drivers do, yet still say, no, no, you're an independent contractor, so we don't have to give you the same rights that employees would. I don't think that works. It's certainly not legal. So Uber's going to have to go back to the drawing board and say, how do we provide these services how do, we, how do we do what we've been so successful at doing, but do it in a legal way? Last year, Uber tried to get drivers in this province to sign a new contract that would uh, really impact their ability to pursue class action lawsuits against them. What does that say to you? Well, first of all, uh, Devin, Uber 
uh, fought all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada to say that the drivers are not allowed to file class actions because they're obligated to file for an arbitration in the Netherlands instead. All the way for years to the Supreme Court of Canada. They lost that, and in response to losing that, it sought to ask drivers to sign modified contracts that still says you have to go to the Netherlands, but maybe it's not so bad. Maybe we'll pay some of those costs. Clearly, Uber is trying to avoid the, the application of Ontario laws. It tries to avoid having its drivers uh, get an accessible mechanism to enforce their rights. I think it speaks volumes as to the fact that it knows that the ultimate decision is going to have to be that these individuals are drivers. Uh, sorry, these individuals are employees. It's a matter of time. And I think what Uber is trying to do is to delay that inevitable result so that in the meantime, we can continue to operate uh, without having to worry about silly things like employment laws. You know, from the outside looking in, it almost looks like the gig economy is kind of like the wild west right now. It feels like we're somewhere in between, uh, you know, people being employees and people being independent contractors. Um, how do we? How important that we need to figure out, you know, what people are in the gig economy? Because just because it's it is so central to where we are moving forward. Well, I agree completely. You know, when we came up with employment laws many, many years ago, there was no gig economy, there was no Uber, uh, and all these uh, sharing applications. So with law, with the realities changing, the laws have to adapt as well. But at the end of the day, all these companies operating within the gig economy have to consciously make a decision as to what they're about. Are they about, have, are they about having a workforce? That, that does as they say, like an employee would, or are they simply about connecting people? If they're about connecting people and no more, then there's a way to do that, that even within our existing laws can be legal. I think many of these companies, and it's not just an Uber thing, have overstepped and said, no, we want to be in control. We want to dictate everything to make sure that things are done to our standard, but we still don't want employees. So one, something has to give either laws change or the way these companies operate change but the way the current system works, it's simply, it's not effective, it's not legal. A big part of the way uh, Uber operates with their um, disruptive uh, plan is to come into a market, establish yourself, and make yourself central to what people are doing so that they want you to continue, maybe to the detriment in other areas such as we're seeing right now. Do you think that the public is, is on the side of drivers in their efforts to uh, be seen as employees rather than independent contractors? That's a, that's a very good question uh, because the concern, of course, is, well, if these individuals are deemed to be employees, is this going to increase the cost of services? Is this going to make Uber, for example, more expensive? And I would expect that most people would say, well, we don't want things to be more expensive, clearly. That said, I still think that, that, especially in this province, people understand that everyone has a right to a fair wage, everyone has a right to the legal protections, and, and balancing those two aspects, you know, the price of Uber, Uber versus people's rights, I still think that most of us will come on the side of individual and employee rights. In California, though, for example, individuals or the public voted against that. They said, we don't want these individuals to be uh, employees because we don't want to pay more. I think and I hope that the result will be different uh, in Ontario. It's an important conversation to have, uh, Lior. I certainly appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Thank you.
That is employment lawyer Lior Semfiro, partner at Semfiro to Markin LLP.